Hey Joe, we love you long time. You hang these coffins off my nutsack, bitch. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's murder! Metal! What is up, you son of a bitches? What's up, motherfuckers? Hell yeah, guys. You leave my mom out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was up with that dude, man, fucking telling us to hang these coffins off his nuts. Uh, yeah. Inspired by yeah. Joey, uh, the first screen name he had on, Chris, on Zoom I was hanging. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, hanging coffins yeah, off coffins my nuts. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> So, all right, well, I got Chris and Joey here with me. We're doing this all remote, so it sounds a little funky. We apologize. This is kind of a last-minute situation uh, with with Chris remote as well as Joey. Joey's already got his setup, but Chris had to do this kind of on the fly. So uh, we're going to make the best of it, but we're doing a bonus episode here for Murder Metal Mayhem, and I am in Horns High Studios uh, for the Horns High Podcast Network. And again, Chris and Joey Remote, how's it going, gentlemen? Going good, man. Going good. How's Very cool. Uh, Joey, you doing all right up there? Yeah, it's not doing bad up here in the 419. Haven't heard any gunshots uh, or <laughs> sirens yet. <laughs> no, not, not yet. Yeah, too, but I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you the most Toledo thing that could happen was whenever I'm at work the other day, early as fuck in the morning, and they're like, hey, everybody come up to the front of the store. We need you to move your cars closer to the front because people are out on Monroe Street stealing catalytic converters. Oh, shit. So fucking- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> Well, uh, that happened to the work nine. truck. That happened to the work truck in a little town smaller than Hayworth uh, over the summer. Cut the box, right. the, the catalytic converter right off the box truck at the school parking lot. Pretty crazy. Why the fuck been cracking out over them shits, dude? I guess. I guess. <laughs> so uh, Chris and I had a really good time at the uh, Dark History and Horror Convention this past weekend, and we're going to talk more about that next week when we're doing a full episode but we did want oh. to mention it tonight chris yeah, i got a good message story for next week dude from, oh good from the con- well not from the convention itself from after the convention oh okay this should be interesting <laughs> I, can, I, got, I got a good story, i can bro. <laughs> i could only imagine the shawbacks at a hotel had to be interesting oh, so oh it's interesting all right very good well the big highlight chris we know was our listener from three hours plus away drove yeah. to the convention, Chris, to give us a little surprise. Four motherfucking big ass boxes of goddamn pop tarts. <laughs> oh my like, god! Like you? the big, like <laughs> deluxe boxes of pop tarts, yeah, and the real yeah. ones, Joey. No, no Clover Valley, yeah. all fucking Kellogg's. CK would have been stoked. 
CK would have been jealous as fuck because Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some we started eating on him a little bit. I know Chris's kids were eating it. on him, and I think my son Joey had one. Yeah, yeah. We 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 got a little hungry there because you're not allowed to bring food in there. So, uh, but yeah, that was so cool. But we'll have the listener's name, and and we'll talk more about that next week. But that was just definitely just so awesome, and had other listeners come by too. But that was just the, the highlight. That was a good fucking time. I can't it wait really to talk was. about it. Yeah. All right, what uh, t-shirts we got on, Chris? I can't uh, make out what you. I got, I got the gorgy shirt, looking like Spike with all the shit coming out of his eyes and his mouth and shit. Fuck like yeah! That. Nice, Joey. What about you, man? I got the the first annual Cannibal Cookout uh, Gore Gore Camp party. Nice. I just got yeah, the work. Yeah. And I oh, got my yeah. uh, I got my Ed Gein shirt on the uh, the Plainfield Cemetery shirt. I got this at the uh, last Dark History convention, and it's just such a cool shirt. That real, you know, bright blue. It's just awesome. Yeah. So love it nice shirt busted that out i almost wore it to the convention but chris i went with my albert fist gone fishing shirt gone uh, fishing. first day i wore a murder metal <laughs> mayhem shirt i figured might as well plug us and then ah. the next day i couldn't find ricky castle so no. I, he's, oh, he's around man. he's around i'm sorry acid king but uh could not find you so i went with mr hat, really? mr albert fish uh, I got the uh, the aborning hat on. They literally had like fucking five of these or whatever, and fucking me, Chris, Michael, uh, I can't remember somebody else. We all fucking bought them here in got, Illinois. Nice. Yeah, I think that somebody. Yeah, I think and I can't Pat Sean. Yeah, that's That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So last week, guys, we did a good one on the. F- uh, serial killer cop Gerard Schaefer, um, Fuck yeah. fucking brutal, murdered at least two young girls in 1972, but it's believed he killed a lot more, more like 30 or more uh, down in Florida, go figure. Um, but he was a cop, and that's what makes it fucked up. And that was a very interesting discussion about these elaborate plans to abduct and tie them up and hang them from nooses so that if they slipped, they would hang themselves. I mean, just fucked up. That's sadistic. And then just tell your boss, oh, I made a mistake, dude. Right. Call the sheriff and tell him, oh, by the way, uh, I had abducted two girls under the guise of I didn't want them to, you know, be out there hitchhiking and the dangers of hitchhiking. And, of course, the sheriff's like, yeah, whatever, and has him arrested. So <laughs> fucking stupid ass, don't, a smart guy doing some dumb shit. But I thought it was cool we heard from Mick, our listener in Australia, the former Australian cop, and he said we did a bang-up job on Schaefer, and he suggested nice. a really dirty Aussie uh, cop uh, Roger Rogerson. That's a good one to YouTube, guys. We Aussie definitely or Ozzy. Ozzy, yeah, Ozzy. <laughs> I actually wrote Ozzy in my notes, and I said it right. Aussie. And it, uh, it just seems so weird saying it like that. I know, um, I always did that. But too. that's the proper way. But yeah, Roger Rogerson, a real dirty cop involved in a murder 
Um, so we're going to have Mick on when we do that one. Haven't set a date yet, but he's totally down and it's worthy. And it's another dirty cop gone fucking killing, man, just doing some crazy shit. And he killed others too. So it's not just the one, but uh, very, very fascinating story. Uh, but Joey, you did the feature on Embalmer. That was badass. Fucking Embalmer. Yeah. Little, little Cleveland death metal. And yep, uh, fucking. did our Killer Cage match. We did a karaoke song and just all sorts of usual silliness that we dish out. So if you missed episode 189, go on and give that one a listen. And we were passing 900 to that today. Did pretty well. I was having some issues with my phone to share it to the groups I usually do. So I didn't get it out as much as another episode. So I'm really glad it did well despite that. So if you're new, if you're used to hearing it through the different groups on Facebook, I apologize if you didn't get the link, but you can always go to murdermetalmayhem.com and get them there. Um, they're always going to be there. So if ever yeah. you're wondering, where's my murder metal mayhem, then go there or, your app should be able to, you know, notify you when new episodes are posted. Yeah. All right. So tonight, guys, we're doing a bonus episode, and that means we're not doing the usual murder, metal, mayhem segments like we typically do. So if you're a new listener, and I bet we got some new listeners, Chris, because we met a lot of cool people at that Dark History and Horror Convention. A lot sure. of lot of people sure. taking that business card, murder, metal, mayhem. So we might have some new listeners out there. And so um, if you're here for the first time and you're wondering, you know, is this how they typically do an episode? No, we usually do it in those segments. But tonight it's a bonus episode on one topic and uh, one topic only. So no killer cage match, uh, no karaoke, just all um, that topic. So if you're new, that's that's the way this goes now. Tonight, though, we've picked out a good one, a fascinating story. I mean, Joey, you were saying that earlier. You watched, you know, quite a bit on this, and it is fascinating uh, how yeah, these people I, did this shit, man. Yeah, I had never heard of, uh, you know, the the custom or whatever before. It was the first time I'd ever really looked into it, so that was really fucking cool. Yeah. I knew the only Hanging Coffins I knew was the name of a band. So oh, sure. It, I, I mean, obviously the, you know, bands get their name from all kinds of cool shit. So I could have just oh, looked sure. it up, but yeah, no, that was fucking, it's an interesting subject. Yeah, definitely. So this is, we're talking about a strange burial custom that is found in a few different cultures. Um, and I stumbled on this one watching YouTube and definitely knew it would be a good one for us to do like this as a bonus. Um, and we're talking about hanging coffins. So, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, the doc that I watched focused on a couple of areas in China where a now extinct group of people known as the Bo, uh, B-O, Bo, uh, would yeah, put that's their... Crazy that, that's what, crazy that they're extinct people. Yeah. I know. It's hard to imagine an entire people being extinct, but they were extinct. Um, you know, you know, they were wiped out in battle. Pretty brutal. But they would put their dead in wooden coffins and place them up high uh, on wood planks that they stuck out of the side of a fucking cliff. I mean, 
This is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. And we're talking like sheer cliffs going hundreds of feet up in the air. I mean, absolute fucking insanity. I have no idea how they did this. Definitely makes you wonder. I mean, they always say the older generations are more hardcore, but holy shit. I, oh, fucking hard as shit. I don't know. I don't know how much more hardcore you could get than the bow people doing this stuff. So the locals said that the, they believe they could fly. So that may be where that comes from is they probably wondered how the fuck did they get them up there too. Um, but we're going to dig into the details of this very fascinating story tonight. Uh, so anxious for that. Now, you guys aren't here with me. I'm in Horns High and I've got... The newest, uh, or one of the nine uh, sick Rick masks here with me, guys, decided to put Mr. H.H. Holmes in in the headphones tonight. So we got the sickrickmasks.com is a a sponsor of the show. Uh, That's S-I-K-R-I-K masks.com. Rick Fisher, uh, just an amazing dude. This Holmes mask is so wicked, it's in a sepia tone so it looks kind of old-fashioned looking even more with the hat and just the details just really really great and rick just keeps getting better and better i mean unbelievable mustache yeah the mustache is right on yeah for sure (laughs) and have you i'm sure you guys have been looking at the progress he's making on the new eileen warnos so cool fucking badass yeah for sure when yeah. he switched up to the other fucking the other view with her looking all crazy and shit, you know. Oh my god! I was like, okay, that's the one right there. Yep, yep. Right, right. <laughs> and I was talking at the convention of getting a female mannequin and putting her head on it and getting a prison uniform for it. Um, I was looking on eBay. Oh, yeah. I was looking on eBay. I was like, yeah, this isn't that much. So yeah, that's the plan is to have an Eileen Warnos. Uh, mannequin for our display at the convention. Don't let Chris be too drunk around it. He might fucking. I'll try to it. avoid. I'll try to avoid it. I'll get a. I'll get a mannequin with big titties. So that'll really drive him crazy. So it should. Be, it should be fun uh, with that. So anxious to see Sick Rick's final on the Eileen Warnos, but it should be brutal. So again, sickrickmass.com. I'll link to that in the episode description. But he's done musicians, uh, serial killers, um, occult figures like fucking uh, Alistair Crowley and uh, uh, fucking El Duce from The Mentors. Fucking um, yeah, I mean all the uh, the uh, Psycho Billy and all the different characters he's done. Pretty amazing shit. So yeah, fucking check him Bob out. Tom being a slack. Right. Right. Definitely hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys out there listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. Keep seeing the numbers rolling in. We we're about 2,700 this last week. So thank you to everybody. And I hope you guys Fuck enjoy you. this one. Uh, doing a little <laughs> bonus episode tonight. So, Chris, yeah. I thought this would be a good one for us. But, I mean, have you ever heard of some crazy shit like these hanging coffins in China. No, no, no. I was like, wait, what are you talking about hanging coffins on a cliff? And when I fucking like saw just the still pictures, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How was that a thing, dude? Right, yeah, right. Like, 
But yeah, no, I had never heard of this. And I was like, like you said, when I, just the stills, I'm like, how did they fucking do that shit? Right. All the way then, even like modern day shit, they're like, what the yeah, fuck? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a cool, a cool, <coughs> interesting topic. And Joey, there are some interesting burial customs out there um, in some different countries, but this one is definitely one of the most intriguing. And it does make you wonder, like Chris said, I mean, even with modern shit, how they got that those coffins up that high and to think it was, you know, hundreds of years ago. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I mean you can liken it kind of, I mean, to a lesser degree, but still fucking amazing. Like, uh, the pyramids and shit, like how those people built those way back then. Totally. Stonehenge, any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what else comes to mind just because whatever is, you know, those fucking, those goats that live on the cliffs, you know, about like, what the fuck? Maybe they got them goats and they use them to fucking haul the shit up there, you know? <laughs> very possible. Very possible. Yeah. Maybe I just solved the mystery. You might have. You might have. Some tough ass goats, man. All right. So as I mentioned, we're gonna talk about the hanging coffins of China, but this practice was also done in Indonesia and the Philippines. Uh, The people who did this in a very rural area of southern China in the Sichuan and Yunnan areas of south uh, China. Uh, The documentary I watched was super cool. Shows a team of scientists who goes out, and we all watch the same ones, but they show this team of scientists that goes out to explore these areas. They talk to the locals. They try to recreate how the bow people would have actually done this um, to get these incredibly heavy objects up that high with very basic, you know, primitive tools and climbing gear. I mean, you have to just see this to believe it. But Chris, I mean, I wouldn't want to climb these fucking cliffs with any modern stuff, let alone these motherfuckers with bamboo and shit like that. I mean, what do you think about that? Dude. Like uh, like you said, when they did the whole going, like the new guys when they made the documentary and shit, they tried making everything out of what they had. So it's like, like you said, bamboo fucking scaffolding. Basically, it's all rickety as fuck. That was nuts, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you see those and, steps? They were like scraps of wood, like all different <laughs> widths. Like I think about, like I deal a lot with OSHA at work. And I think about how like step treads have to be a certain height and they have to be yeah, yeah. consistent. Like you can't like vary it up, you know. And these motherfuckers uh, are climbing hundreds of feet in the air up these fucking rickety looking steps on some rickety ass fucking bamboo scaffolding. I mean, whoa. Unbelievable. Yeah, but just like rope like like tied basically around them. Because, like, back in the, when this happened, like, they didn't have, like, fucking uh, the hooks, the camera bangers or whatever to fucking latch yourself on. Right. All that shit. Right. So, like, and even now, dude, like, I, I don't have a problem with heights, but sketchy shit I'm sketchy about. Yeah, I'm not a Fuck. fan of the, of the uh, uh, uncertain height thing either. If I don't feel comfortable with what I'm on, I can't do it. And I was going to go into aerosol 
when I was at Fort Hood, but I got hurt. And that's where you repel out of helicopters because the right, air, right. air assault school was at Fort Hood. So they used to really encourage soldiers to go because you're there. Like you don't have to go somewhere to go to the school. It's right there. So they really encourage guys to go. And I'm like, eh, I don't know how into repelling out of a helicopter I am, but you know, it sounds kind of cool. And you know, they, they really were pushing it, but I didn't wind up having to do it, but that would have been interesting. But what about you, Joey? How are you with heights? Oh, I'm not too much a fan of heights. It, <laughs> let me clarify. It's not so much heights. I don't like open space around me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, uh up. yeah, like fucking, you know, uh, getting lifted up on a forklift so you can fix some shit way up high. I don't fucking like that. Yeah. Uh, like in How an airplane, I'm fine though. Uh-huh. How about hanging drop ceilings? How about hanging yeah, drop ceilings? Yeah. Yeah. That didn't mind. Yeah, I was okay with that. What I didn't like is whenever we were hanging the drywall and the ladder went out from under me and I was hanging on the motherfucker 20 feet in the air, though. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went over concrete. I was like, my legs are fucked. Yeah, but, but ho- ho- luckily our other worker, Big J, fucking grabbed the ladder and got it back under me. But oh my god, god damn, I was just up there hanging on the. I like I hadn't even finished fucking putting all the nails into the fucking piece yet. So like I'm lucky as fuck. I don't know. Yeah, you so, are. So yeah, fuck heights. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. So in 1573, the Bow people were invaded and slaughtered. Uh, with only a few survivors who scattered uh, with DNA, they actually found on one of the skulls there in one of these hanging coffins, they found some DNA, and they're actually able to find some descendants of the bow in China today. I thought that was really cool, guys, how they did that. That's pretty neat. Uh, They used software to determine what the people looked like uh, or what the person looked like that was the, uh, the skull, and yeah. the, the the drawing they created actually looked a lot. I don't know if you guys thought this of one of those guys they interviewed looked a lot like that fucking dude in that picture. And he claimed I so too. he claimed he was a descendant of the bow. The interviewer had, was skeptical, but then when they show a side by side of that recreated face with this guy modern, uh, definitely they I look close enough to the same i mean if he was on maury all right they would have <laughs> fucking they would have said he was the father okay yeah, you, he a, was your father <laughs> i always love that they show the side-by-side pictures like look at his ears you know he's got ears you know like yeah so to say what the fuck um so one of the things the locals said uh like i mentioned earlier was there was this legend that the bow could fly and probably, I'm guessing, like a lot of these legends spawn from, you know, real things, but they were just probably, like we are, kind of in awe of how the fuck they did this. So they're probably like, well, I must, I guess they must have been able to fly, you know. Um, that'd be about the only thing that at that time you could even dream of. I mean, it's not like they had helicopters back then or, or you know, modern anything. So this is just craziness. Um and so uh, I, I had a thought too. Yeah. What if they took 
what if they took the the cough, the body in the coffin and they had a trail that they walked up a side that wasn't so steep. They got to the top and they lowered them down. Though. That's possible too. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like you, if you're at the top of that, you fucking it's easier to work it from the top than it is the bottom. Oh, that's say. for damn sure. Yeah, if you could get up there, like you said, that's uh, that's an interesting uh, way of looking at the problem. Maybe you know, there's something to that. Uh, I just, I like, just really, I, they, never, they never really showed like any other part of the clip other than that. Is it right. sheer all the way around, or that's true? Like, can you get the top from another angle? Right. Because right. I mean, that's, that would could be a thing. That's very that's very possible. I think that would be definitely one way to explain it. Um, I did see that they talked about the whole concept that the bow had of the the uh, burying or you know putting the rest their dead up high so they were closer to heaven to make it yeah, easier for them to get up up to heaven, which is kind of kind of an interesting way of looking at it. Of course, the complete opposite of what we do. Uh, oftentimes burying them in the ground. Metal. Yeah, so, so <laughs> more metal, right? That's fucking metal. Um, so yeah, so very very interesting. Um, but I did. Uh, did you see the one thing you said? Uh, they thought they would maybe because it was like the walls around talking about how to wait for the river to flood that jeep and float them up there. I did see a mention, uh. now that you say that, that that would have maybe possibly brought them up higher, but man, that but would be a hell of a flood, man. Holy shit. Uh, like, really? Like, well, that was how many hundreds of years ago, though? True. I mean, still, that's a lot of irrigation going on. Erosion that's a good going point. On. That's a good point. You know, if anything, it was it wouldn't have been as high back then. Right, uh, right, maybe not it's, all the way know. up there, but even half as high right. would be a little more reasonable. Um, right, I find it fascinating, and like most religions or superstitions, you know, it would be a simple conclusion to come to that they're going to put them up higher because they're going to go to heaven, that type of thing. Um, right. But you know, it seems strange to us. Um, but you think about some of the Christian beliefs out there that are pretty absurd when you look at them critically, um, you know, things that are in the Bible that people take, you know, as the gospels, you know, pun intended. And some of that stuff is, is pretty absurd uh, coming back from the dead and some of these other things that are in the Bible. But, you know, thousands of years ago, these people or hundreds of years ago, these people were very simple. Um, so these types of things could be easily explained by, Oh, they could fly or, Oh, there's, you know, whatever, and they believed it. And because it explains the unexplainable. I mean, people don't like to have these unknowns out there, so they try to explain it with all kinds of things. Now, Joey, these coffins I saw were made from a single piece of wood, which would make them incredibly heavy. Yeah, that's fucking, that's solid right there. Right. Uh, The uh, I can't remember exactly like what the dimensions were, and they were probably pretty small by today's st- coffin standards. True, true, but, but still, still at the same time, <laughs> fucking chunks of wood like that. Like you're saying, this is solid fucking wood. Yeah, they showed yeah. those dudes like, uh, you know, carving yeah. them out. I mean, you're talking hammer and chisel, hatchets, yeah. you know, shit like that. That's and to be honest, uh, 
probably because the wood is as heavy duty as it is, is the only reason why so much of uh, those still remain to this day, to be honest, because anything else would have deteriorated and fucking eroded. That's a good point. That's a good point. Cause these things are fucking solid, which makes them even heavier, yeah. which is just like, holy shit with this stuff. Um, you know, I mean, Joey, we both know, Chris, you've helped enough bands uh, load in and load out. How fucking <laughs> heavy carrying cabinets, yeah. like base cabinets especially, fucking brutal up flights of stairs. I mean, carrying Ampegs upstairs is the bane uh, of the musician's existence. Yeah, the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we played in Flint, Michigan one time, and we were up on the third floor of this big commercial building. And, oh, the, and there's an elevator. There's a freight elevator there. We were like, oh, my God, there's an elevator. We had just drove, like, I don't know how many hours it took to get there, five or six hours. And so we're beat tired. Get there. There's a freight elevator. Get to the freight elevator. It's got an out-of-order sign on it. So <laughs> we had to carry this shit up three flights of stairs, and that was just the fucking worst, man. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, one trip up was bad enough, but making four or five was just brutal. Carrying yeah. fucking drum hardware and all this shit. Like, oh. Uh. They should have fucking in house roadies for that shit. Yeah, right? But yeah, that was a total <laughs> fucking dick tease with the uh, freight elevator, man. <laughs> Thought that we were going to have it easy. Um, but yeah, I'd rather bust the fucking shit out of my shins carrying a heavy bass cab up a stairs. Then to try to take this shit on, I mean, holy shit. They had these guys wearing the clothes that the bow would have worn. They carved the, car they carved the coffin, say that 10 times fast. Um, they hoisted them up with a series of ropes and pulleys using like, like a... Carved yeah. the coffin. Right. <laughs> uh about a dozen guys doing this took them three days to place one coffin. And this would have been something the bow people would have been doing on a regular basis very often as people died. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm almost assuming you'd have to have like a crew of guys that's really good at this shit. Or do you guys think they like drew straws and like who was the unlucky son of a bitch that had to do this job? You know, maybe it was part of their fucking uh, prison system or whatever. Oh, there you, you get go. Convicted of a crime and you have to fucking carry You're on coffin detail. Yeah. You're on coffin <laughs> detail. Yeah, that would suck. That'd be like get, getting KP in basic training. Oh right. man, <laughs> working in the kitchen from four a.m. to eight p.m. 14 fucking hours or 16 hours it was absolutely brutal um doing pots and pan was was the worst trying to scrape uh stuff at the bottom of a pan that got overcooked and scorched and uh that was awful but i'm complaining but this would be so much fucking worse no it's sucks. yeah big time um so chris i'm not sure if you saw in uh in the uh, documentary that, the, you know, these clusters of coffins. So you didn't just have, like, one here, one there. I mean, there were, like, groups of them. Yeah. Kind of partially covered up by these caves. What was the deal with that? I'm not sure. I think, like, maybe, like you said, there were higher-up people protect them from the elements more. 
That's what I wondered. I feel like they put their people there so they couldn't be bothered. Right. So like the more, I don't want to say religious, like patriarchs or whatever of the fucking whole tribe. Right. Like, no, these are very important people. They let us do this. So we got to hide them more. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I it's very possible. I, I I think that there could be something to that, kind of like Vlad the Impaler, with the higher up in stature you were, the uh, the higher up the you went on the stake. Yeah, so the lower you were in stature, the lower you were on the stake, right. so like animals could get at you and shit. But the more and they, and they made, noble were up high. They had all these. They had the coffins hanging where there's caves. So like they. They're like on the ground or whatever, staking out. Oh, there's a little cave there. Let's use right. that one. Right. What I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty interesting but, stuff. Pretty, but it makes you wonder if there was something, you know, to that and the 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 way they were situated. Why some were in clusters and some were in those caves, like you mentioned. Um, but yeah, that whole bamboo fucking scaffolding shit was just fucking insane. Um, I just can't believe they were doing that shit. Um, but, uh, Joey, in one of those caves, they found that skull. That was pretty cool. Um, at least they got some, you know, cause everything they checked, there was nothing in there. Yeah. It was really cool too, because at first they found the, the skull with the top part of the, the teeth and shit. And then yeah. they didn't have they didn't have the jawbone at first, and then uh, one of the fucking uh, scientists or whatever found it under a rock, like near it. And he was like, "Oh, now we have the full jawbone," and that's how they were able to do the full reconstruction or whatever, which was cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But there were like, I don't know. It's it's just crazy to think like how long those were up there, though. You know, right, right. And we're we're still there. Wow. I was surprised there was no bones find, in those in the other than I that they skull. Did, find random bones. did they find some random bones? I think they found a couple. I don't I don't know if there was much yeah, though. Think, yeah. But you know, hundreds and, of years. I mean animals, time, yeah. you know, the weather. Yeah. You know, big monsoon comes through there and probably lost all kinds of shit, you know. I know that they took the ones that they found and they uh they tested them. And I can't remember exactly how they did it. It was like like something like the DNA shit that they do nowadays or whatever, you know. Uh, but to be able to figure out like elements of the the people it came from, like sex and all that <laughs> stuff, you know. Well, they they found those descendants too, like not yeah, like the, that he fucking anybody with the last name he or whatever or some shit like that. Right, right. Yeah, I thought that was oh, really yeah. cool. I, and I know what it was. Is, uh, they use the same techniques to 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 on those bones that they use whenever they found mass graves from like uh, uh, you know wartime fucking atrocities and shit like that. Oh, whenever okay. there was just when there were just so many bodies, it was just so fucking hard to figure it out. They use whatever methods they use to determine those to also determine the the bow uh, bones they found too. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, that's just really neat shit. Um, so uh, the scientific community, you know, doesn't know much about the bow because, as you said, they were completely erased basically from the planet. 
um, except for those few survivors that obviously kept the genealogy going. Um, but, you know, we're talking a language, customs, everything completely erased. Um, very, very fascinating. Yeah, it's fucking, it's hard to imagine an entire race of people or group of people completely gone. Um, I think it's fascinating, though, what they can do with DNA now. And like we've talked about so many times with cases like the Golden State Killer, you know, they could do some amazing things. And, you know, the fact that they know that there are descendants of the bow in China today, I mean, just shows that, you know, a tiny piece of skull you know, of them is still around, you know, from that skull, they're able to find that. Yeah. There are still some of them out there, which I think is, is really neat. And Chris said last names, I think either that begin or end with H E are the ones that they believe are the uh, bow descendants, which is, which is really, really neat. And DNA is just, I think we're at the tip of the iceberg. I think we'll see more and more of this stuff going on. I think it's just super, super cool. Now, Chris, I read that the explorer Marco Polo, and Polo. I, I cannot can't say Marco without somebody going Polo. Yeah, I mean it's just how can you not? You know, poor guy. Of, of course, it's an Italian guy. Um, totally disrespected with his name, but no, the explorer Marco Polo uh, was thought to have observed the bow and wrote in his journal. Did you see that, Chris? I did not see that, but no, I didn't. Yeah, he said uh, in his journal, it says, when deceased, they had their bodies put in a box to be taken out to the mountains to be put in caves or hung out where others couldn't reach. So that's Uh, pretty neat. So that definitely makes us, you know, kind of what we were talking about of the whole you know, putting them closer to heaven. But I think a lot of this too is so the enemy and the animals and all that wouldn't get to their dead. So they wanted them to be untouchable basically. (laughs) And putting them there would definitely make them pretty, pretty tough to get to. That's for sure. Now the uh, pictures that I saw, the hanging coffins in uh, Indonesia and the Philippines look very similar to these ones in China. So pretty much the same thing, which is kind of neat to think of, you know, people traveling from country to country would have, you know, passed on these customs in other places. Just really neat. I wonder if there's any DNA evidence linking the bow to Indonesia and the Philippines. Yeah, that would be good to see. That'd be fucking nice to know because, like, like, it's just strange to me that people so far away, like, I mean, I know they're not super far away from each other, but like, why would you do this here and be this one people and have no, these other people doing the same thing out of nowhere? Right. Right. Maybe you ought to head up a, an organization out of the nation, Chris. I, I'm doing that. You go over there and send, <laughs> send Michael up on the first trip up the mountain, though, all right? Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the, uh, you know, there were six places I saw in China that referenced these hanging coffins. And then we mentioned Indonesia and the Philippines. Uh, The one that I watched that I thought was really good was the Absolute History 
uh, that's yeah. on on YouTube. So if you're interested in this, yeah. um, go to YouTube and type Absolute History Hanging Coffins and boom, you'll see a 45, 50-minute documentary. It's just really interesting talking about all these things we told you about. And there's other stuff out there too. So if you want to learn more, um, you know, dig in deep and, and go check it out. Chris, Joey, anything you guys wanted to add to this discussion here today? I don't got anything offhand. I think we kind of, that's like the cut and dry of it right there. Yeah, Joey, where's that band from, Hanging Coffins? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Nice, nice. Uh, I did have some stuff to say yeah, though, concerning this. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. thing. <laughs> One thing I just thought was kind of funny, but I was watching one too where they went to the hanging coffins in uh, the Philippines, and the the guy who took them out there, like they were out there by the coffins and shit, and he lit a cigarette and fucking left it on the cigarette on the coffin burning. Oh my god! And, and he explained to them that he was like, "Oh yeah, you let them get a little smoke too, you know, like helping them out even when they're dead." So wow. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. Um, also, something I didn't know about until I watched this, which I thought was pretty interesting, was uh, the bow people and basically a lot of people from uh, from Asia, I guess, that uh, whenever they used to bury their dead, they would bury them in the fetal position. So the coffins were smaller, and it wasn't until the Christians came over and taught them Christianity that they started laying them out, oh, and then wow. the coffins got longer. Huh. So, yeah, I, I never knew that. I thought that was pretty wild. And uh, also, like, back whenever, like, the bow were burying their dead, like, part of their, their rituals or whatever, uh, something they did was they would uh, – and I guess this was passed on to those other ones that Pete was talking about too, Philippines and um, the other one I can't remember. Indonesia, but uh, yeah, Indonesia. Yeah. But they would uh, have basically a fucking a line of people that you know, like a funeral procession. But they would take each each but or everybody would take the coffin and pass it over their heads to each other. And they would like just pass it person by person by person, and that's how it would get to like wherever it was that they were going to get it up on the mountain. Oh wow! And uh, and they had this thing that they called uh, "God by." I'm probably not saying that right, but I think it's "God by." Uh, and it's and it's and it's basically like what they're talking about is it's while you're passing the coffin, if some of the decomposition from the body leaks out onto you, it's not a bad thing. It's the blessing because you're getting like part of that person's soul in you and they uh. fucking, yeah. So to them, it's like, you know, awesome shit. And they also say, well, <laughs> Hey, you know that nobody's ever died of having decomposition on them. So it's not, it can't be a bad thing. Like they were saying something like that, Wow, but Anyway, so I thought that was some pretty interesting shit yeah. that I saw while checking this out. That is interesting. Fuck yeah. Putting in the work. Good stuff, Joey. All right. Well, <laughs> we hope you guys like this one tonight. It's always fun to pick out a topic like this, kind of dark and creepy, that our listeners like to hear. You know, sometimes a little bit of a palate cleanse from the usual uh, we're usually doing serial killers and stuff like that, and nothing wrong with that. Of course, that's our bread and butter. 
But uh, tonight, doing a little bonus for you. Now, speaking of that, next week, guys, we got a gnarly one. Absolutely (laughs) vile. The very, very disturbing case of Mark Dutroux, the Belgian serial killer, rapist, and child molester, who was convicted in 89 uh, or from an 89 case involving five young girls. They let his ass out. And then he kept fucking doing it, man. Just fucked up. Uh, another yeah, wife helping him situation. The cops just fucked this one up. I mean, they're going to make the RCMP look like fucking Elliot Ness fucking next week. So <laughs> It's going to be fucking crazy because it's you want to just beat your head against the wall with this one. I mean, literally, we're in the basement hearing the girls crying out. And the one cop said, no, it's just from the road. And the the locksmith is like, no, those are girls' voices in the basement where we're looking for two missing kids. That's them. And the cop's like, who's the cop here? And they had to leave, and this guy couldn't say anything. That's fucked up. That's just fucked up. So next week is going to be a brutal one with this Mark Dutroux case. If you're not familiar with it, oh man, it's it's nasty, very very yeah. fucking heinous, yeah. man. And that'll be episode 190, man. We're getting close to 200, uh, so don't miss that. And speaking of 200, we've been talking. Not going to tell you guys yet, the listeners, but we have come up with what we think is going to be a really cool 200th episode. All we'll oh, yeah. tell you is it's not a yeah. typical. Not a typical, but we are going to do it in the Murder Metal Mayhem format. So it's a topic, but it doesn't quite fit our usual, but I think you guys will like it. It's going to be really cool. All right. The Murder Metal Mayhem intro music is by who, Chris Shawback? No fucking 12. Hell yeah. Uh, Thanks to everybody out there listening. Keep seeing those numbers rolling in, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, Thanks again to SickRickMasks.com for sponsoring us. That's S-I-K-R-I-K Masks.com. I'll link to that in the episode description so you can find out more and get a mask for yourself, just like the H.H. Holmes one that I'm looking at right now, or the Jim Jones, or the Dahmer, or Gacy, or fucking any of them. Really good shit. Uh, Check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to the past episodes. And you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And we've been telling them, guys, the YouTube channel is going to start getting populated with some video. We're shooting video tonight. We shot video last week that I'm going to be posting here this week. So go subscribe to it. It doesn't cost you anything. And uh, turn on the notifications so you know when we're posting new content. It'll be fun. And uh, support the show. Join that 666 club by going to patreon.com slash mayhem. Three bucks a month is all it is, and I link to that in the episode description as well. So if you want to join and help us out, pay some bills, and we appreciate those of you that are already members of that exclusive club. All right, guys. Well, until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And just keep gripping the side of that clip and don't fall and die. Mother! Mother! Man!